Listener Production. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson, and this is our summer series best of compilations. That's right, you can actually make a best of Tofop compilation. Uh, Podcast Mike has been busy uh, picking the best bits from episodes all from 2022 and putting them under themed headings. Now this one appears to be Charlie is an idiot. I mean, Podcast Mike said Charlie's escapades in 2022, but they all make me seem like a real dickhead. Uh, the first story you're going to hear is uh, about the time I went to my local barber to get a cutthroat razor shave. Um, hijinks ensued, but I won't spoil the story for you. I'll let past me tell you exactly what happened. Take it away, Charlie. I love a barber shop that does like a like a cutthroat razor shave and hot towel yes. treatment. Uh-huh. Um there's a very few ways that men, especially masculine men like me, yeah, you can pamper man. them. Can pamper themselves. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes your 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 wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Sometimes will go you're on. just a manly man who likes to be pampered. I just want to get pampered occasionally. And there's not a lot I can do. I can't. I don't. I tried to get my nails done once. It sucked. Didn't enjoy it. Tried to get a pedicure. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> but this, I feel very like I I, I like I like it and sh- I like it when they. They, they take it all off, they put the hot towel on and just sit there and you've got at least like a minute just to sort of feel that piping hot steam just open up your pores. I cannot um, think of anything, just for the record, more unpleasant than what you're describing. Oh, really? I don't, I don't like a clean shave, won't do a clean shave even myself. I always just do beard trimmer. And um, I just don't like the idea of like somebody having a knife that close to my throat, regardless what? of their level of professionalism. If I'm going to hand them less than... Like if I'm going to hand them less than $100 in cash at the end of that interaction, I don't want them having a knife by my throat. I don't feel like the stakes are high enough. Mate, I've had my I've had a knife held to my throat right. in all corners of the globe. India, yeah. like Bali, uh, Vietnam. Like What's I love the getting... least you've paid someone oh. to hold a knife to your throat? I mean, it probably would have been Bali. Like it would have been the equivalent of like, it would have been less than $10 to, right. for this guy. So to... for less than $10, you're willing to walk into a venue where you don't <laughs> yeah. know the person who's being paid less than $10 and have them just have a knife to your throat, are you? You're never, fine with that. Never had an issue with it. It was like yeah. when I used to live in well, Melbourne. That's what people I... say until they're murdered by a barber. <laughs> you ever heard of the barber of Seville, my friend? When I lived in Melbourne, uh, Carlisle Street used to have like a whole host of uh, Eastern European old like Russian barbershops or maybe it's Ackland yeah. Street, Carlisle, whatever the, mm-hmm. the, the, the dem- demarcation line is. Because the one thing but, we know about the Russians famous for their haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> I came out peroxide blonde, flat top, just like old Dolph Lundgren. Always good to have a whole bunch of ex-Russians who fled to another country and have immaculate knife skills. Yes, they all trained as barbers. That's why yeah. they're so good with the knife. Uh, so 
I saw this barbershop. They did uh, the, the the cutthroat rage in the hot town. I was yeah. like, okay, well, I'm going to spoil myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going yourself. to uh, I'm going to get a, a, a clean. I just want to get a clean. And the thing about mm-hmm. me and shaving is because I am quite astute from here to you here. Are. And when I shave myself, like you know, when I'm on TV and stuff, there's sometimes a requirement to be clean shaven, and it fucking sucks. Like, yeah, I'll use whatever. You like, have to sh- shave between scenes often <laughs> because your hair grows <laughs> yeah. so fast sometimes. <laughs> But it's more it's more that those uh you know, those Mac three whatever Gillette blades, I can't shave with those and just not get ingrown hairs. Like I know that they're meant to, you know, there's like the that old degeneration sketch, the first blade like lures the hair out, the second blade negotiates it, the third blade sneaks around the back. Doesn't do that for me. It just no. all they do is. But they are to, the best ingrown hairs a man can get. Let's not forget that <laughs> they just fold the hairs back into my face. So yeah. I, I'm clean shaven for a day, and then every <laughs> and then for the next like six days, I've just got like spots yeah. all over my face and neck. Firstly, oh, this is just this just proves that your hair is coward. Like as soon as it sees a blade, it retreats back inside. Keep charging no. out, my friend. It's like no, thank you. My that's bullshit. My hair is the toughest mofo going around. It, it's not going to fight three blades on one, but you go one blade with my hair, it'll take them on. So, and the thing about like cutthroat razor shave is you don't get the ingrowns because it's all moving in one direction, and it's just mm-hmm. like because it's so sharp and so meticulous as it scrapes yeah. down your neck and skin. Mm-hmm. Just sharp and meticulous. From this huh? practitioner has been paid less than ten dollars an hour. <laughs> Sharp and meticulous. The one thing that we can always rely on for less than ten dollars an hour: meticulous execution. So the way the barbershop in town operates, it's old school. It's there's no you can't book. It's just walk-ins only. You got to write your name literally on a chalkboard, and then just mm. either you know you can leave. But if you run, you run the risk if you don't get your timing right, and you come back and someone's jumped you, bad luck. <laughs> it's not like you can say, "Hey, mate, that's my name." If some if you've missed your spot, you've missed your spot. Um, so I went in, wrote my name down, came home, had a shower, went back and like, I completely miscalculated two dudes had jumped the list. So I'll sit around. So I waited about half an hour while these two guys got their trims. Um, and then it was my turn. And so I sat in the dude's chair and it's like, Hey buddy, you know, so what can I do for you? And I said, Oh, just want to get the uh, razor shave with a hot towel. And he's like, okay, cool. And he's like, I'm not going to do the cutthroat razor. I'm going to do the foil on you. And I was like, well, hang on. What do you mean for you? You mean like an electric razor? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And I said, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> that's no, not what I not want. He's like, no, it'll get really close to your skin. It's electric really razor it's at like, home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mate, but- and I, I, I can't stand those foil shavers. Let, look, yeah. <laughs> this is not going to be another shaver episode. <laughs> but let me be. just Why not? <laughs> let's briefly touch on. I have very sensitive skin for a very macho dude who's very astute yeah, from here sure. to here. Very macho, but it, just in that bit. Very I'm so sensitive. sensitive. My skin is so sensitive. It, it can't take like that much friction. It can't uh-huh. take. Um, so I said to the guy, look, no, no. I said, I don't want a, like I could do a, a electric yeah. razor shave at home. I want the full old school deadwood cutthroat razor and yeah, hot towel. I'm here for mate. Treatment. I didn't put my name on a chalkboard for an electric razor. <laughs> exactly. This is an old, this is meant to be an old school experience. And then the dude brought out like a modern razor. No, thank yeah. you. That's not what you're here for. It's like, oh, the Rolling Stones are touring again. Yeah. And it's actually just a CD. It's like, wait a yeah. minute, this is not no, the real thing. Man. I could just play this at home. Well, yeah. I couldn't actually because I don't have a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I said to him, no, no, I, I, I cut the razor. I said, look, if it's um, an issue, it's fine. I, yeah. I can just book another day. And he's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> then he's gone. Just been drinking. Gone, I just, uh, I've just gone, been just... drinking a lot. My hand's really shaky today. <laughs> he oh, said, no, really? He said, I haven't had lunch. So I'm a bit, uh, and I'm like, 
okay. <laughs> I said, it's fine. I said, don't worry about it. I said, it's not, it's not that important. I'll, I'll come back another day. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'll push no. through it. I'll push through. I'll push through my shakes. So he's like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So I'm like, yeah. okay. And so yeah. then the process. I haven't had and- lunch and I haven't had a drink for about 12 hours and the detox is starting to kick in. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, look, fuck it. You know, I, he's a professional and I, <laughs> I, I, what are you basing the idea that he's a professional like? He works like in a barbershop. Like, he's the guy who has a chalkboard and an electric razor is what I've heard. <laughs> I am a professional based on that. There's a chalkboard out the back of my house and I have an electric razor. Well, do you want to trim my beard? Well, I could with an electric razor. <laughs> I'm not putting a knife anywhere near your throat. So, uh, and I do like the process of like, you know, they work up the old school ladder yeah. with the old school brush and they paint up your face yeah. and stuff like that. Well, you know what was funny is he actually gave me a bit of a trim. He trimmed the beard off with like clippers yeah. to begin with. Good. And it got to the end of, the, of that, and I was like, oh, I'm actually quite okay with this look. But yeah. then I was like, well, I've committed, so yeah. <laughs> let's go I'll, on the whole shakes, shakes the clowns. <laughs> shakes the clown, knife yeah. out. So. so he gets the old lather brush going and he you know, paints up the old beardy area and stuff. Mm. And then he even gets out like the leather, it's called a strop, uh, uh, this, the, the leather strap to sharpen. And I'm like, fing, fing, fing. And I'm like, oh, this dude, like, you know, he, he takes it serious. So that's how I know he's yeah. a professional. He knows how to sharpen a cutthroat razor on a strop. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so he begins to shave. And like, I felt like I was in very safe hands. I, I did not feel shaky. He was going extremely slow. And I think yeah. that I'd be interested to know if maybe on a full tummy, whether it would take him this long to do it no, or if he was he just was like really concentrating. <laughs> he was really concentrating because he, he was, was like a stone, stone person driving, getting pulled yes, over at 35 exactly. kilometers an hour because he's just like concentrating too much. He would, it would, he would move it, I would say, like yeah. a centimetre every 20 seconds. So yeah. he'd be like, scrape. That's too slow. Scrape. <laughs> scrape. It was. Because I literally had a meeting on at three and I'd gone to the barbers at like yeah. quarter to two thinking, oh, I'll be home in plenty It'd of time. Fine. Maybe yeah, that's half an hour. The barber in <laughs> but I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> I'm going to be late. <laughs> so then like he's, he's, uh, when he gets about like halfway through, I'm yeah. feeling relaxed. I'm enjoying it. This is the thing, like I said, that, you know, men don't get pampered. Like I just sit back and feel the, just the smooth, that, that blade against my skin. It's relaxing. The sound of the fishing, fishing. It's like Wolverine is slowly behind okay. you, just like yep. chopping you up. Mm-hmm. But then it's around about three o'clock. And so the schools start getting out, the local yep. primary schools. And I guess that this barber, because, you know, it's a small town, and, you know, in small towns, everyone kind of knows each other. And I guess it must be a bit of a tradition that when the kids get out of school, the primary school kids, they come past the barber shop and they're like, hey, you know, blah, 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 and they have a bit of banter, you know, because he's the barber. He's, I can't remember what his name is. But, you know, he's the barber and so the kids have a bit of banter. So I'm sitting there relaxing with my eyes closed and I hear like a group of kids, like you hear a footy getting bounced and stuff and, you know, they're standing outside the barber shop and they're having a chat and he's having a chat. How was school today, kids? Oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like sort of this like silence. And one of the kids goes, oh, that looks pretty smooth. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I've got my eyes closed. I'm like, I'll just ignore it. And like then I hear like the little like pad, 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 pad of footsteps. And then another, then at the same voice but louder this time because he's closer to my ear. Oh, real smooth. (laughs) It's like clearly some like eight-year-old. It's like come for a closer look. 
and me getting a shake. Some eight-year-old or some demon spawned from hell. Yeah. Like, it sounds creepy as fuck. Like, if I had, like, a guy with an... I'd be like, use that knife to slit that tiny demon's throat. <laughs> Just grab the blade out of the barber's hand. Dead no, eight-year-old. You're on it. You don't understand. It was incredibly <laughs> creepy. It was a creepy thing for an adult to say. It's even creepier when it comes out of a kid's mouth. Your Honor, firstly, I'd like to say this. Do you know that for men, it's hard to get pampered? It's hard, to, real hard. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm still going to that barber. In fact, I'm going to go there in a couple of days because I got given a voucher for Christmas. A barber voucher for Christmas. I won't say who. It's actually a pretty good present. When you get to my age, a free haircut is a free haircut. Um, the next story I'm going to tell, uh, as in past Charlie's going to tell, not me now, present day Charlie or past one, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, past, past Charlie, 2022 Charlie, is uh, a story I told about holding in a wee. I um, had a long drive to Brisbane and I hit peak hour traffic and I had drunk about three or four litres of water before I hit that peak hour traffic and I was dying to wee but could not find a place to do it it caused significant medical problems so i hope you get a laugh out of this because it was no laughing matter when i had to go see the doctor two weeks after holding in my wee take it away past me you know relaxing will is something i mm. wasn't able to do a few days ago uh we did a uh, instagram live every thursday for two guys one cup we do a, a live video where we give our tips. Um, and it just so happened that when we recorded it, I was actually on the road. I was driving mm -hmm. up to the Gabba in Brisbane to watch uh, the first of the AFL finals. Um, and I told you on the drive that I had made a huge mistake by drinking a lot of water <laughs> before yes. I got my car and then hit the Gold Coast Highway, mm -hmm. which is a massive highway, and ran into peak hour traffic. And there's and still a lot of construction and roadworks happening on that highway as well because so they are upgrading it, but it just means that for the next seven and a half years, <laughs> there's going to be roadworks on that highway. And so there's not really many opportunities to sort of easily turn off. Once you get trapped on there, you are trapped. Yeah, and there's not a lot of kind of – especially I was trying to tread that fine line between well, I could probably – make a quick pit stop, mm -hmm. but I had to get to this place on time to pick up my yeah. tickets and all this kind of stuff. So I was, I was running against the clock and uh, I've been drinking a lot of water lately, trying to get like about three liters into my body a day. So I reckon oh. I'd had close to two and a half liters <laughs> by the time I got into the car. And in my head, I was like, oh, well, look, if you just stay in the leftish kind of lane, whenever you yeah. see a BP or a McDonald's or something, mm -hmm. you can just zip off and do that. But yeah. as you so accurately described, there's so much construction and a lot of shit going on. It's there's there's no easily accessible exit point. No. So I, <laughs> I mean, I held on, and it was like, I mean, this is like a survivor challenge. Oh, like, man. you know, or I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. They should just like, they don't need to take them to like a jungle in a foreign country. All they do is just like force feed Wilbur Wild three liters of water and then get yeah. him to drive from Byron Bay to the Gold Coast. Oh man. And one of the things I pride myself on is my ability to hold on to my Wii. Like I actually get Do you really at... pride yourself on that? Yeah, I do. I'm you get, you like... have internal pride about that. Yeah, it's like one of those things where like when I'm traveling with other uh -huh. people and they need to do a wee stop, I'm always like- You look at that as a sign a of weakness? <laughs> weakness, yeah. Like can't, you, smell, you, can't smell weakness fucking, without wee? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking beta cucks. 
You bait it, cucked by your own bladders. Soy boy. Having to go and urinate. Needing to do this completely natural bodily function. You cucks. (laughs) It is. I don't know. I just take I take weird pride in kind of like, well, you know, I don't need to if we're if you're doing like a like a flight with multiple stops, for instance, I'm like I'm not going to go and take a wee. Like I'll, I'll, I'll wee once at the start and once at the end and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Most people don't have to evacuate their bladders like five times in a trip. Um, so I mean, obviously there is some medical stuff around this in that it's probably good training for you to be training for this because as you get older, like you are going to need to urinate more frequently. That is one of the things that happens as you get older. And like obviously – the more that you've built up the muscles and the control to be able to do that. Like, I mean, this will probably Kegels, pay off, basically. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you get to like 70 or 80, like this obsession yeah. you have for holding in your own way will probably actually pay off for you. But at the moment. It's not actually, because uh, I've been doing some reading on this in the last couple of days, <laughs> and it's yeah. actually considered a bit of an urban myth. Like holding onto your pee oh. doesn't necessarily train you. It doesn't train you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not, and not any more than like just uh-huh. having good core strength would anyway. Right. Like it's not yeah. like you can ignore. So you have, the re- you have really <laughs> given with one hand and taken away with the other there for a second because I got so excited because I was like, oh, it doesn't? Oh, that makes me feel better. And then you were like, it has more to do with good core strength. And I was like, yeah, nah, back to where I was in the first yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, like you can't <laughs> not exercise but hold on to your piss and have yeah. rock hard abs. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> my, this is my workout, man. You go to the gym, I'm just going to stay at home, drink three liters of water and hold on to it. We're yeah. both working out. So I got like, uh, I got about maybe 40 minutes from Brisbane city and the traffic's shocking. Like the, the time I was driving was the worst time to be driving into yeah. a, uh, into a city that only has like two access points via bridges, single lane bridges. Um, and so I also was using the inaccurate map. I wasn't using my Google maps. I was using the sat nav in my car, which is right. Like, I don't know why they even bother equipping cars with sat nav. They're so like arbitrary and inaccurate. It's like, Oh, you'll be at your address in 15 minutes. And then like fucking an hour later, <laughs> I'm still in traffic. So my, my to- car, my car's got a sat nav that um, it's like got a, a touchpad. And like, like when like I was buying the car, the guy who's showing it is like, you know, you can like scribble on the touchpad with your, like, you know, put the address just like on your finger and it'll like come up on the screen and it'll go to the address. I tried that once. It absolutely does not do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's one of those things where you're like, I know this is meant to save time, but this would take much more time than me just plugging in my phone and going off my phone sat nav. I mean, I love those. Jen uh, um, gave me her old iPad the other day, and uh, it, it was it was an improvement over my iPad. And one of the features, she said, "Oh, it's got this little stylus pen. It's gone. You can just write notes in the note, and it does that mm. thing where it converts your handwriting into text." And I'm like, "But in a world where we do voice to text, yeah. why the fuck would I handwrite something? Like, if I'm going to if I'm going to take a shortcut, I'm just going to use the voice to text. That that that's already been solved. This." This pen that converts handwriting into text doesn't make any difference. No. And I don't know how to erase with it. So if I get it wrong, then I don't know what to do yeah. about that. Like <laughs> it's it's much more difficult than just they should have just said to me, Hey, do you have a phone? And I'll be like, Yeah, I've got a phone. They're like, Well, we're just gonna rip out about ten thousand dollars worth of equipment out of this car <laughs> that you will never use. So uh, I'm I'm hit Brisbane and yep. hit traffic and it gets to that kind of point where like, 
you you start playing like all these mental games, like you're pinching your thigh, trying to distract yourself from the kind uh, of okay, yeah, all right. pain in your gut. You're getting some a bit good, some good Catholic shit going on. Yeah, now. yeah, you get yeah, some real <laughs> denial of natural impulse stuff. Uh, I'm getting like numb uh-huh. in like like for my bladder down, like I can't feel uncomfortably my nether regions. numb. Oh, like mm. uncomfortably numb, and I'm doing shallow breathing because if I breathe oh, yeah. deeply, it puts more pressure onto my bladder. <laughs> so I'm like, it's like I'm I'm doing a Lamont's classes. I'm like, <laughs> like, if, like if I'd been pulled over the placements, like this nothing, guy is nothing sus at definitely all on drugs. But you, as a joke. Before yeah. we ended the Instagram live, it was like, oh, how funny, you know, if you have to piss into a bottle that we should mm. keep the camera rolling. Yeah. And I was seriously contemplating that because I had my my bottle of water here. And I was oh, like, now hang on. Like, so, but that's your good bottle. That's my good like, bottle. Like, that's not like a Gatorade bottle that you just happen to have on the floor of the car, like that you can then no. dispose of once you've urinated it in. That's your, that's your trusty water bottle. Yeah, and so uh, I, my plan was because it was about a third fill, just tip it out, obviously, and then I was like, "But I don't <laughs> like." There's nowhere, there's nowhere on the highway that I can uh-huh. just pull over. Um, I mean, so do you pull over and do it in the car, like, and then how, like, how do you? Oh, are you it? saying do you I'd, like? If you I'd pull have to over, mate. If you pull over, then you don't need the bottle. You've got a back tire. If you pull over into like a, I couldn't do it. There's so many what are you people. Talking like it's, about? On, it's on a highway. I couldn't do it. No way. How I long is this piss going to take? I can stage fright oh, in yeah, a okay, private right. bathroom <laughs> with like one other person. You think I can do it in front of an audience of thousands? Like a it's rotating. The, it's, the only, it's the only way I can work. I Every time <laughs> I need to go to the toilet, I have to go out on the road and hope a car Everybody. comes by. Because <laughs> that was part of my like that. At one part, we went past like a. There was like a a veg, some vegetation. Yeah, and I was like, just fucking pull over, pull over on the vegetation. I was like, yes, oh, I just can't because I because the other thing too is you know when you've held it on for too long, it gets yeah. stuck. And I'm like, I'll just be standing there with my dick in my hands for a good like two minutes before anything happens. So if anyone is, and everyone's moving at like twenty mm-hmm. kilometers an hour, it's not like traffic's mm-hmm. rushing past. So they'd be like, oh, right. is that guy? They'd be like. Oh, what is? Oh my God, that guy is just standing there holding his penis on the side of the road. Yeah, but they don't all the police. That all no. I mean, it's not like they would not understand what was happening. They are human beings who have been in similar situations. They would. I would end up on brown cardigan in two seconds. That's I know. This is my my great fear is ending up on brown cardigan. Like little sidebar. I'm riding my. uh, Jim got me a bike for my birthday, so I've been cycling around town a lot. Uh And uh, where the gym is, it's just outside, like a little industrial estate outside of town. And there's like a two-kilometer stretch of country road that I have to go down on my bike. And A, it's kind of hairy because there's no bike lane. So I'm sort of riding just to the side of this freeway with trucks and shit going by. B, there are these fucking magpies because it's spring now. And these Mm -hmm. fucking magpies are dive bombing me. So every day I reckon there's about a 50-kilometer stretch where I'm getting attacked by a magpie. And I just fucking know that some trucky or someone or some uh, like trade is going to go by i've seen these videos on the brown cardigan all the time yeah. and i'm going to be the dork that's like slapping a magpie yeah. off my head and they're going to have some funny caption like swoopy boy look at this dickhead or something like that so well i mean i like to think that the, the two would combine 
So as you're trying to have a wee on the back tire of your car, <laughs> you get swooped by a magpie. <laughs> so you're like swatting the magpie away. With my pants with on my ankles. Hand, but you've got like your hand on your dick on the other hand, and then a truckie comes by and puts it on brown cardigan. Yeah, okay. I can see how that would actually happen. My, my greatest fear. My greatest fear. So I didn't, I, I, I yeah. didn't pull over. And so what I was doing is uh, uh, I was going to park at my mate's place who lives in Brisbane and then um, dump my bags in, say hi, to, hey, say hi to his wife and kids and then jump in an Uber and meet him at the ground. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I finally like, oh, well, it's so dumb. Like about two kilometers from his house, there's like a service station. And I was like, oh, I should just pull in here yeah. and then, you know, get it all out of the way and then yeah. everything will be fine can relax. But I was like, oh, you know what? You're almost there, mate. Just fucking oh, get to the house. Get to the doing? house. So I made it the extra 2K to the house. And by now, like, I'm in agony, like so much pain and like numb. It feels like it's spread down to my knees. So like I'm doing this like <laughs> shuffle walk and I can't move too quick because the slightest vibration uh-huh. could send like, you know, uh, yeah. like a, a, an avalanche of urine down my leg. <laughs> so, and it's a Queenslander, of course, who lives in Brisbane. Yeah. So I have to go up these freaking stairs. I get in. I see his wife, the dogs come running up. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I'll come out and say in a second. Yeah. And I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like I said, you've held it in for mm. so long. It's mm-hmm. like it's all retreated. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. we're not coming out. Clearly, my brain's gone. You, you held on to this song for a reason. There's obviously mm. danger. So we're just going to keep right. it all in here. And I'm like there, like both hands on the wall, <laughs> leaning going, please, please come out. Then it does, and it is the slowest trickle. Like right. it, it, and and because it's a slow trickle, it. I'm in there for like five minutes. Is it just like yeah. my poor paralyzed penis? <laughs> Let's yeah. this urine come trickling no, out. Nice to see you, but I've just got to go and spend five minutes alone in your bathroom yeah. <laughs> before I really say good day. Yeah. So uh, it finally comes out, and oh my god, the relief. I go out, say good day, um, get in the cab. But for the last four days, mm, oh yeah. I've I've had the worst pain mm. in my gut, in my uh, bladder, I guess. You held on and too long. I held on too long. Now, yeah. there is, I, I read online, there is a chance of like a urinary tract infection mm. and there is a chance of kidney infection. It's mm. done, It's not there. It's in, It's neither of those spots. It's like, I think it's you like I've got a... Muscle. A you pulled muscle. a muscle trying to hold it in, haven't you? You've like, I can control this part of my body and you've you've done yourself a mischief trying to hold it in a way. I have got a stitch. I've got a stitch in my bladder. Like it, it, it's been so sore for the, like all these beta cucks. I was wrong. Apologies to all you beta cucks. <laughs> we, we freely. Yeah, who we freely. <laughs> Which is called uh, nice freely, son. Yeah, the one that he pushed down the stairs. (laughs) If anyone's wondering, my bladder is fine now. I'm peeing with abandon. Not with war, not with abandon. I'm peeing with um, unfettered joy. (laughs) That's not the right term either. Anyway, let's move on to another story from past Charlie. Uh, This is a tale I told when I went to the Macadamia Castle uh, up in the Northern Rivers. I took Iona the wildlife sanctuary known as Macadamia Castle, and I saw a very sexy mural of one Humpty Dumpty, which was confusing for my daughter because she is a big Humpty Dumpty fan. 
Now, let me tell you, this Humpty Dumpty, she had gams. She had real gams. You can go to the Tofop Instagram page and scroll back a few weeks or maybe a few months, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So here is my trip to the Macadamia Castle. So in the Macadamia Castle, um, a classic scenario that happens with a toddler is you go to a place with the intention of A, but uh, their interest is taken by B. And so oh, yeah, uh, like that like that American Express said, you buy them an expensive present, they just want to play with the box. So yeah. we go into Macadamia Castle intending, you know, because Roger's never seen a kangaroo or a koala or any of these kind of things. So we're going to have a walk around the sanctuary and meet some of these animals. And Iona walks in and she's like, no, nah, I can see a seesaw. I just want to play on that. I just want okay. to sit on that seesaw. And we're like, all right. And so we go over in the seesaw and I'm saying to Jim, okay, we need to get her excited about like seeing the animals. We need to kind of, you know, win her over. And so started that kind of little <laughs> mind game thing about, you know, do you want to go feed a Joey? Do you want to go feed a wallaby? Or we could go see a koala. There's a petting zoo with goats and all this kind of stuff. And I was just about to nab her, but then she looked to her left at the little mini golf section. And what did she see? But that motherfucker Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty, <laughs> who has been haunting me ever since she discovered about Humpty Dumpty every day. What was Humpty Dumpty doing on the wall? What's he doing on there? What is he okay now? Did they put him back together again? Is he all right? Did he break his skull? Anyway, so Humpty Dumpty is like they've got this uh, at the mini golf. One of the obstacles is a, a giant wall, and they have this Humpty Dumpty. Now, I mean, again, here's what I will say to you though: missed opportunity for macadamia-related merchandise. I mean, surely yeah. there should be some. Humpty Dumpty of the macadamia world. I mean, they're basically the same show. Well, pretty much. So anyway, I went and took a close look at this Humpty Dumpty because that's all I only wanted to look at. Mm-hmm. And I've took a photo of this, Will. Yeah. Can you just look at that? Okay, just hold it still. Okay. Is that the sexiest Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> can, you, can you just touch your phone again so I can see? Um, look, at the, look at the bloody pegs on that Humpty Dumpty. I mean, I'm not That has not missed leg day. <laughs> I'm certainly not here to sec- to like shame in any way, Humpty Dumpty. But like, why why is it so fuckable? That seems weird to me. <laughs> like, it's got the most beautifully defined cars. Really lovely. Th- like, I worked with a personal trainer, mm-hmm. Anna Coppola, who's a great business, the Brazilian Butt Express. It's all yes. about working on the lower body and giving yourself that peachy buttocks and those beautiful, you know, shaped thighs and calves. This Humpty Dumpty has been doing Anna's workout. Like, and not only that, it seems to be wearing sort of like tight, a tight Daisy Duke onesie. <laughs> Look how high, so, high cut that is. Firstly, and like, okay, so is Humpty Dumpty again, and I'm not here to define the sex of Humpty Dumpty, but is Humpty Dumpty meant to be a man or a, a woman? Or is that like a question I should not be asking in these times regardless? Oh, well, here's the thing. I had exactly the same thought. I'm like, I'm sexually attracted to Humpty Dumpty. I'm like, what does that say about me? And then I'm like, is Humpty Dumpty this kind of non-binary uh, like character? Like, or even from an entertainment point of view. Like, you know what? Some days I'm a little bit some days I'm a little bit humpty. Some days yeah. I'm a little bit dumpty. That's the whole point. Uh, well, then I went through the rhyme. And never once is gender identified. Right. It's always like, it's always their name. It's Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. So it is not specifically outlined who Humpty Dumpty is or what Humpty Dumpty is. And then looking at that, I'm like, is Humpty Dumpty a macadamia nut? I mean, it is egg shaped, but you could also argue that's a macadamia, couldn't you? Yeah. Some... See, they shouldn't have called that character Humpty Dumpty. They should have called it Buster Nut. <laughs> like Buster Rhymes. 
<laughs> but just bust a nut. I like it's very it's a very northern route. What I will say is, it looks like that Humpty Dumpty could easily do burlesque at the Brunswick Picture House as part of like a circus yes. show. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. There's some it, late night cabaret yeah. show at the Brunswick Picture House, definitely. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it I mean, is there a more a statistical likelihood? That an egg, because we've I've always assumed that Humpty Dumpty was, I guess, a chicken egg, but it's never even defined really. Is that like what sort of egg Humpty Dumpty is? Is it? All right, I've got the Humpty Dumpty Wikipedia up. Okay, okay. so we know is a it's an English nursery rhyme, uh, best known in the English speaking world. Typically portrayed as an anthropomorphic egg, although never explicitly described as that. Oh. The first recorded rhyme dates back to the 18th century, so 1870. Well, that would be the make it the 19th century, wouldn't it? Late 18th century. Oh, no. Okay. So it was the rhyme came up in the 18th century, but then a tune was added in 1870 by James William Eliot. Its origins are obscure and several theories have been advanced okay, to, I mean, to suggest its original meanings. It was popularized in the United States on Broadway by George L. Fox, who did a pantomime musical called Humpty Dumpty, which ran from 1868 to 1869, did 483 performances, becoming the longest running Broadway show until it was surpassed by Hazel Kirk. Um, right. So we know what the song is. We know what the lyrics. Okay. Origins. The best, the earliest known version was uh, written in 1797 with the lyrics. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Four score men and four score more could not make Humpty Dumpty where he was before. Hmm. Okay. So, so that's 80 men and 80 more. So 160 yeah. Men and let's say so. Originally, I, I mean, here's what I would say. Firstly, is better plan than getting the horses involved. Whoever this <laughs> yeah. first person was, like, just getting like four score men and then four score more. I would have personally just got like ordered them all at the same time. They've made the classic mistake there of thinking they had enough men and then they've had to order in another four score more men. Um, but seems like a sensible plan. But couldn't get yeah. Humpty. What's the last line? Couldn't get um, Humpty. Could not make Humpty Dumpty where he was before. So that's mm. either couldn't get him back up on the wall. Mm. I mean, or couldn't put him back together again. Yeah, where he was mm. before. Okay. So um, in uh, 1843. I mean, at this, to be honest, in its original incarnation, it just seems like some warning about like personal liability and safety, you know, doesn't it? Like there was a guy yeah. at work who fell off the wall. And we got like heaps of, like, guys, we just need you to know this wall is really Unsafe. dangerous. Yeah. There was this guy, Humpty Dumpty. He sat on the wall. He had a great fall. We got like eight score men <laughs> in yeah. here and they could not, he's never been the same since. It's the equivalent of like a slippery and wet sign or, you know, yeah. they'll put that uh, when they've just mopped the floor, you'll just see like a, yeah. fi a figure of a person slipping over. Like in yeah. 1877, there's an illustration that they did and he just looks like a boy. A boy sitting on a wall. Actually, I don't know. I mean, he's dressed like a boy, but we still don't know. <laughs> Wearing long pants and a hat sitting on a wall. Okay. Uh, William Carey Richards quoted the poem in 1843 and commented, when we were five years old, the following parallel lines were propounded as a riddle. Humpty Dumpty, reader, is the Dutch or something else for an egg. So maybe that's the start of like Humpty Dumpty's okay. like Dutch slang for egg. A manuscript addition to a copy of Mother Goose Melody pump, uh, published in 1803 has a modern version with a different last line, could not set Humpty Dumpty up again. Hmm. 
Is that a, more of a dating reference? Like they couldn't set him up on another ne- date? Could never set him up again. <laughs> Once he'd had the wall Every accident, time. people were real judgmental. They're like, but what if we're sitting on a wall and he falls off again? Mate, can you please introduce me to your good-looking friend? No, last time I did that, Humpty, you got, you got so drunk, you climbed up on that wall and you fell off. No, I believe he was part of a really popular comedy duo at the time and he was the guy who was doing the punchlines and his set-up guy just like after that was just like, I just his timing is completely out since the wall thing. So there's three versions here that no. were published in the, over the next 100 years. So from okay. the mid-1800s to the mid-19th, uh, uh, the 20th century. Um, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty, which is then misspelt. So instead of Y at the end of Humpty and Dumpty, there's an I. So Humpty Dumpty Y sat on a wall, sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty I had a great fall. I don't know what the fuck you're doing with just changing the, the lettering. Three score men and three score more. So we've downgraded from four score. <laughs> Cannot place Humpty Dumpty as he was before. Unnecessary editing there. Whoever the sub editor was on that version of the poem, you just... Trying to earn a paycheck, trying to justify feels, your position. Feels like, to be honest, a rights issue. Yeah. You know, they've just changed enough that they don't get sued by the original author. Okay, so in 1842, uh-huh. James Orchard Halliwell published a collected version as Humpty Dumpty lay in a beck oh. with all of his sinews around his neck. Forty doctors and forty rights couldn't put Humpty Dumpty to rights. And rights, what? the first one is W R I T H. Yeah, again, uh, still, I mean, okay, maybe just clever written down, but when you're reading fuck it off. to somebody who doesn't read, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the modern day version we but all But that's know. a gritty reboot of Humpty Dumpty, right? That's all about the like last neck. rights and the sinewy neck. And like, this yeah. is this is some modern poet. If Zack Snyder having, yeah, was going to do his Humpty Dumpty, he'd just be jacked <laughs> and just the vascularity. All that yolky egg just like pumping out of his like way too muscular body. If you want to tweet about this episode, just the words Humpty Dumpty, hashtag release the Snyder Cut will do. Thanks. (laughs) I mean, honestly, who needs sexy children's characters? That should not exist. Although we do have a sexy M&M, right? The one with high heels or have they got rid of that one? Anyway, I shouldn't be talking about this. Let's move on. Uh, The last clip we're going to play for you before we go is... um, uh, 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 probably one of the most uh, hair-raising and oft-commented-on stories I told from last year, which was uh, me driving a car with no brakes. Um, I'm here to tell the story. I'm here to tell the tale, so clearly you know how the story ends. Like, I mean, well, at least it ended well, but it's still worth hearing. Um, it is a 100% true story. Um, even now, when I uh, listen back, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, but I did get away with it. So buckle up, pun intended, and listen to No Breaks. Anyway, so we bought this car because um, uh, we just need, you know, when you got a kid and you live yes. semi-rural, you kid just need a second a car. car. Kid needs a car, you, you know, just in case of emergencies and stuff. So we uh, found this car, uh, got it checked out, all running smooth, no problems. Mechanic loved it. Said, you know, of all the cars I've looked at, you know, this is a really good one. So anyway. Got the cushions out in the sun, and then we have to do a, a trip, um, you know, into town to get some stuff. And just in the what, the mechanic loved it. Like I understand the whole point of that, right? Mm. The mechanic loved it. He's a mechanic that we trust, and he's given it a good recommendation. Yeah, but you really do have to find a mechanic you trust in that situation because if the car is really good, it's not really that much use to your mechanic. You need to yeah. find a mechanic who's already really busy. 
who does yeah, not yeah. need <laughs> new work. He does not need your shitty old car clogging up his garage. <laughs> he absolutely just wants to help you because if you if you go to a mechanic, he's got an empty garage, then he's not going to pick the best car for you. Yeah. Well, look, maybe maybe this mechanic knew more than he was letting on <laughs> because had the car, I think we, so we bought it just before LA, uh, WA, LA. Mm. And, um, you know, we took it and got it registered and stuff, but then we haven't really driven it until this week when we got back. So yesterday we go out into town, we do a big shop and we had plans to then, you know, cause the sun's out, let's take our end of the beach. We packed a, like a, a basket, took an umbrella. It was going to be great. But as I'm driving out of town, I'm like, it feels like the car is pulling to the left. And then I start hearing that kind of like thugga, 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 thugga. And I'm like, like a, when you get a flat. So I pull over, check the car, can't see any obvious. I don't know anything about cars. Just let's state this. I, I do what anyone who knows nothing about cars. I circled the car. I kicked the tires a few just times. Just had a look. Just had a look around to <laughs> see if there was look. anything obvious. Like anything yeah. stuck in it or whatever. I even like looked under the car yeah. to see like if there was a stick stuck in the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> like you used to get your, your BMX when you were a kid. Mate, I like, oh. recently had like my brakes were squealing. And I rang up the people. I, was, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to get my fucking car towed, like the whole thing. And, you know, because it's your brakes, you don't want to fuck mm. around. And they were like, oh, yeah, sometimes it might just get a rock in it and it'll sound like a squealing. Check if there's a rock in it. And I looked <laughs> in it and there was definitely a rock in it. And I was really? Like, oh, that saved myself a lot of time and expense. <laughs> well, here's the thing about, like, not knowing anything about cars is I am quite, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm what would I say? I am competent handyman mm -hmm. like i can look at so for instance yesterday the cistern in the bathroom wasn't working properly mm. it just was not taking water from the tap into the cistern and i was able to look at that take the cistern apart mm. work out what was going on with the pump fix it go into bunnings get the replacement pick out and fix it so you know I, not that's you, that's you charlie you know you see a classic toilet level <laughs> you see a classic case of twisted cistern and say we're not going to take it yeah and that's you, right you get on the job so I can fix toilets. That's right. my, but, but cars, I just, I don't, I don't know anything about no, cars different. and it's, and it's also, but yeah, I know. I've always but, stood by is that cars and toilets are very different. And but if my, anybody does not know the difference between the two, you are not welcome to use my car. You can still use my, my toilet. <laughs> my brother is very good at cars. He's, you know, uh, he, but he's, but he also, he's tried to explain it to me many times. He's come and look at cars with me and he's like, oh no, they're really simple to understand because they're just, you know, one thing connects to the other. Everything has its function. Once you know what it was, like they're not really difficult to work out. Okay. Is it the timing belt or is it the carburetor? Anyway, it always just makes no sense to me. So circle this car, can't see anything obvious, get back in and then I pull over again. And now I see like wispy, smoke coming from under the bonnet. So I'm like, God damn it. So we are on one of those roads near us where it's like, it's farmland essentially. So I pull into like a driveway and get out and we're in the middle of nowhere and um, well, not middle of nowhere, but the nowhere walking distance. Yes. And so um, the sun's going down. I said to Jim, why don't you just call an Uber? I'll take the babysitter out, call an Uber. I'll call the mechanic who did the inspection and see, you know, if he's around. Uh, so get the mechanic he's on the just, line. He's around. He's like, I've been waiting for this call. He's lurking in the bushes. I turned around. He was suddenly standing behind me. <laughs> he knew exactly how far you could drive on the shit box that it was. <laughs> so uh, Jem takes off with Iona. And um, while I'm waiting for the mechanic, the owners of the house, they just happen to coincidentally arrive home at the same time. And so 
the dude gets out and they're very friendly. Um, and I said to him, do you know anything about cars? He said, yeah, I know a little bit. I used to actually have one of these cars. And so he proceeds to just poke around under the bonnet and I don't know what he was saying, but he seemed to think there was nothing wrong with the car from what he could see. <laughs> like I, I explained what the problem was and he said, did you lose power? And I said, no, I didn't feel like I was losing power. Said, it just well, felt just like. fucking keep driving, you, <laughs> you <weak> wuss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then he started asking me questions that make, yeah. this is when I start to feel oh, really, yeah, not emasculated. When they start asking you questions that you yeah. like, like a, it's a car that we only just bought. Is, is on or off, and you're like, I yes. don't even know what the thing you're referring to is. I, d- I had to call the previous owner to find out how to open the fucking bonnet yeah. <laughs> because I couldn't find the release yeah. for it. Turns out in this particular brand of car, it's an American car, They're on the it's on the passenger side, which yeah. makes no fucking sense no, to me should, at all. They should always put them in different places. That's the one thing I've said about cars. <laughs> if you can so make this, everything but, as different as possible. But this guy is saying to me, I oh, bet this is the turbo, right? And I'm like, I don't know, mate. Like, A, we just bought it. And B, even if it was, I wouldn't even know what turbo was. And yes, I mate, don't even it's know. It's the I... fucking turbo. <laughs> Look at this goose downfield fucking suit, mate. You don't get that in the standard. Only the turbo. I don't even know what turbo does. Like, isn't yeah. turbo, I think of Knight Rider. When I think of turbo, yeah. I think it makes your car go extra fast and you can jump, and you <laughs> yeah, can jump like a, ramps hidden behind yeah, exactly. it's bushes, like a, right? <laughs> it's like basically what they do in Fast and the Furious. Is it though? That's turbo. Like, but why they, then? Then do why don't they call it turbo? They, like, well, they put nitrous oxide in the yeah. engine. But that's just an adult Fast and Furious version of turbo. So um, a guy who owns the house, he's like, "All right, I'll leave you to it. You know, knock on the door if you need anything." Uh-huh. Um, and then the mechanic arrives, um, and so he gets out. And so I explain the problem, and he does his little engine check with his little pen light, gets under the car, and he's like, "Well, it's nothing. You know, I thought maybe it could be a, like a wires burnt out or something." He's gone. Let's go for a drive. Yeah. And I had that moment, you know, like that Warner Brothers cartoon with the frog. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. And then like you turn your back and it's just a frog or whatever. So I get in the car and it's just running perfectly. And the mechanic is like, so what? what?" And and then I start like, you're going, fuck, did did I imagine it? Is it just because it's a new car and not used to it? And then like the bitumen changed and suddenly like I'm on rougher bitumen. And then did I imagine that the wheel was tugging to one side? And so we drove for about five minutes. I literally, you know, pulled out onto the freeway so I could get up to speed and it's not make. And the mechanic is doing his best not to like judge me who doesn't know the difference between turbo and NOS, you know? And I'm like, I'm trying, and I can't even describe the sound in a way, any other way that doesn't sound idiotic. I'm like, it was a thudder, thudder, thudder. <laughs> like I'm trying to perfectly encapsulate the, the specific sound. Um, and then, uh, so we stop again. He gets out, he looks, he's like, oh, I can't see anything. And we get in and he's gone, okay, just when we turn this corner, just like feather the brakes. Uh, so I, I start feathering the brakes and he's like, oh, okay. And he's gone, now accelerate. And I start accelerating. And then you hear this thada, 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 thada. And he's like, okay. And he's gone, the car's pulling to the left, isn't it? And I said, yes, yes. And he's gone, now go to the right. Is it going to the right? I'm like, no, no, no. It's just, and he's like, okay. So we pull over. We get out, he jacks up the car, and he... Jacking up something else with the way that he diagnosed (laughs) that on the road. Oh, mate, it was... So impressive. (laughs) It was so impressive. Is it it pulling a little to the left right now? (laughs) The minute he said that it was, I would have been like, oh, my God, you're like a car whisperer. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. He's like, just lower the dipstick, get it nice and oily, (laughs) get ready to (laughs) shoot some (laughs) fuel-injected... 
<laughs> so he jacks the car up. Uh, so the two the two front wheels are off the ground, and he goes over to my side, the driver's side, and he just like start. He said, "I put it in neutral." He just starts spinning the wheel. He's like, "Okay," and then he goes over to the uh, the passenger wheel, and he starts trying to turn it, but it won't move. And he's like, "Okay, this is what the problem is." He's gone. Your uh, brake caliper, the piston is faulty, so it's engaged. So you've been driving with like the left front wheel brake engaged. That's yeah. why it's tucka tucka tucka, you know, because the car's flying against that. On. The brakes on, it's yeah. tugging to one side. And I'm like, okay, fucking brilliant. And I'm like, so you can fix it, right? And it's like, oh no, no <laughs> like that's not, not a, a that's not an easy fix. You've got to get I do, the. Mate. I just diagnose shit. I just tell you <laughs> yeah. what's wrong. I can do nothing about it. My garage is full. And I'm like, so this is nothing that you noticed when you did the mechanical inspection last week? And he's like, no, no, it was running smoothly. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, good, mate. <laughs> good, good. And he's like, it's probably because you have to, because we've been driving it all day. You know, it, it, it gets worse. The more, you, the more you hit the brake, the more applied the brake becomes. So, you know, him doing a little half hour inspection, it wasn't going to be noticeable. But me fucking driving around all day and feathering the brake wheel engage this fucking caliper and then it, it wouldn't release the piston was broken okay so, so feathering the brake engaging the caliper and breaking the piston do sound very much like we're in some sort of dom dungeon at this point it's like <laughs> it's real that's my safety word feather the brake it's gonna i don't like i think the, this your piston's too far engaged i needed you to release the calipers feather the brake feather the brake uh, okay uh, so yeah does that mean you can only drive at short distances or you can't drive it at all? Correct. So he said, my recommendation is you need to go. Uh, he said, you need to go. He's going, who's your, who's your mechanic? I'm like, you are. And he's like, you no, 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 no. Like, Absolutely. He's like, I've never met you before. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, you need like a, like a brake specialist. And I said, well, I don't have one. He said, okay, well, they're these great guys, you know, uh, yeah, just in Ballina, if you can get to there. And I said, so can I drive it there? And he's gone, well... No, he's gone. If I was you, I would I would get it towed. That would be the safest. You don't want to, you know, do more damage to the car. And it's like fucking hell. Like I haven't. We only got it on Friday. Then we went to WA. I got it insured and everything, but I didn't get on NRMA. So there's I'm not getting a free tow or anything like that. I'd have to pay for a tow truck. So I was like, God oh, damn it. And um, uh, then he said, or he's gone. Or if you think you can drive all the way there without using your brakes, then yeah, you could probably do it. And I'm like, oh, all right, that's very useful. Thanks very much. And so he left. And so the sun's gone down now. I'm, sit, I'm still like. <laughs> if you think you could drive the whole. I mean, okay. All right. Great. Okay. Go so on. I'm sitting <laughs> by the side of the road and Jem's calling, wanting to know how everything's are. And so, I'm, so I give her the whole deal. She's I'm like, like oh, God, the new car's it. great, honey. Everything's <laughs> yeah. fine. And so. I'm sitting there with the, like the tow truck number there. And, and, and I don't know why I get like this, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just annoyed that we've bought this car, yes. already laid some money out for it. And then I'm going to have to like, you know, pay an extra 400 bucks, whatever for a tow truck. That is annoying. And so, so then I'm like, Charlie, do you reckon you can make it yep. to Ballina without Absolutely. using the brakes? 100%. It's why I feathered my brakes a little on my reaction because I suddenly realized that's where this story was going. So it was a 10 kilometer journey, about 11 minutes drive, uh-huh. including. No, no, hang on. Is 11 minutes what it would ordinarily take? 11 minutes or, ordinarily. Oh, mate. Well, probably five minutes <laughs> if the speed I was coming. No, yeah, 10 minutes, 11 minutes according to, because I looked it up on Google Maps. It's 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's basically three roads an 80 kilometer road to the freeway, yeah. 110 from the freeway, uh-huh. off ramp of 60, 
and then 80 kilometers along and then, you know, a couple of roundabouts and then that was the, the, the brake specialist. Yeah, so okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm imagining like, I can, I can imagine this in the area in which we live. Yeah. I can imagine like to get to my house no from town. It is Yours only, would be difficult with no brakes because you could live up a winding mountain. That would be problematic. <laughs> And on the fact that there's no bridge anymore and the road fell away. That, that'd be probably yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it'd be fine. So I'm sitting in this like, uh, oh no, because I, I forgot. So I did attempt to drive it. Um, at, like after the mechanic left, I was like, okay, I'm just going to try going go with no brakes. Yeah. But I got in the car and it started like really shuddering because obviously the brake was on. So I was like, fuck. So I had to pull into like literally just like a ditch on the side of the road with like cars. Yeah, a ditch as in oh. not Davy, but ditch as in hole. Yes, a real hole. So cars are flying by, and I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, I call the mechanic again and say, hey man, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the tow truck, but just about the brakes thing again. I said I just tried to drive it, and it was like really shuddering. So I don't know I will be able to drive it even if I don't use brakes. And he said, oh well, if you just let it cool down a bit, it'll naturally release. But then as soon as you start hitting the brakes again, that piston's going to engage. So. Just cool the cool the engine down. Wait like twenty minutes just and think then go. Have like it. a twenty minute nap, recharge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I sat there for twenty minutes, just watching this. Like, and you know what people are like in the country, the way they drive, fucking quick. So you know, like it's really I'm negotiating. I'm going to get out of this ditch onto this road. Then there's about 150 meters of driving. Then I've got to merge or turn. Not it's like a T intersection. I've got to turn onto a T intersection to an 80 kilometer road so if i'm going to do this with no brakes i've got to get my timing absolutely right because there are cars whipping by at 80 kilometers an hour at this intersection so when i leave the ditch i've got to time it i've got to wait till there's like either no cars on the 80 kilometer road or they're far enough away that i reckon i can get up to speed like fucking marty mcfly <laughs> get up to 88 miles an hour and take that corner without hitting the brakes and then merge, you know, on at eighty kilometers an hour. So, right? was there any moment? In this no, don't give me any simple. If there's a simple solution that I've ignored, no, 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 no. Okay, good. No, no I, I, I'm not even in a state to be able to think of a simple solution because I'm in such a state of panic about the story that you're telling me at the moment. So, <laughs> at this point, when you're waiting twenty minutes and realizing that you're going to have to Marty McFly it to get back out on the road, yeah, did it cross your mind not to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the majority of my waiting time was like, yes, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I. And then I was like, in my head, I, I was like, look, if I, if I, if I do it and the car starts really shuddering again, oh, okay, I've given it my best shot, but I can't die wondering. <laughs> and I want to save myself, save myself 400 bucks. I'm going to die. <laughs> and I'm going to die. drive <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to die wondering, but I am going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die in a fiery, in a fiery high-speed crash. He had no brakes, <laughs> and so to make the just make the degree of difficulty even harder. So I'm on a country road, so there's not a lot of fucking streetlights. I'm navigating by a fucking moonlight and my high my high beams. So I uh, gets to 20 minutes. I turn the engine over, no problem there. I just like gently push out onto the road. There's no shuttering. I'm like, okay, so I give it a bit more juice and I'm rolling um, towards I'm rolling towards the road. I'm keeping my speed kind of like, but then out of fucking nowhere, a car comes out behind me and is up my ass. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, okay, that's fine. As long as no cars come onto the 80 kilometer road intersection I'm heading towards, it's fine. Cause I can just, you know, I don't need to stop for this guy. I can just roll out and keep going. But then we'll two fucking, I'm assuming teenagers come ripping down <laughs> the freeway. Oh no, the, the 80 kilometer road, like really fast. And, and I'm, and the timing is now all shot. I got this guy at my ass and I am like just trying to travel at a kind of normal speed but not too far because i need to be able to slow enough that I can actually take the corner but then this guy's behind me so i need to travel fast enough that he's not going to get my ass so i'm probably doing about i reckon 30 to 40k but then these dickheads i don't even know who they are i'm gonna assume they're, they're teenagers like my bins i'm gonna assume because one of them is like they're, they're, they're traveling at 80 and then they slow down and then it's like they're kind of like playing funny buggers with each other. Like one is kind of like flashing the lights and I'm like, oh, God damn it. Now's not the time for your kind of teenage pee plater hijinks. Like I've got to make this fucking turn. So they go and I swear to God, like it was just a split second matrix like moment where I'm like, I'm going to make it. I don't care. I'm not going to slow down. So those two cars fly by and I just turn onto the road. <laughs> Literally, the last car goes past and make it without hitting the brakes. I'm like, excellent. I reckon in my head, I've got like three feathers of the brake before the car's fucked. Goose I haven't feathers, had to use though. it yet. Absolutely. Yeah, goose, goose feathers. <laughs> so then I'm winding up the 80 kilometer road and that's gone fine. That's no problem. It's pretty much a straight road. But then as you get up to the entrance of the freeway, it starts to kind of gets into a 60K zone. Then it gets a bit chicaney, and then you go around a roundabout before you enter the freeway. And oh, so wait, I'm like, and, okay. And if I know where you're talking about, that it's like also a notorious speed trap there, right? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, because the thing is, like, I don't have to travel like hell for leather. In fact, it's probably better for me to start at a lower speed and then gradually build until I get to the freeway. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because yeah. you can't break. I can't break. <laughs> <laughs> but at some stage, Will, when I get to the chicanes and the windy bits, I'm going to have to fucking break because I just can't take those corners that, you know, even if I'm traveling, I think I was doing like 60 at the time or 50 or 60. So I'm like, oh, but I've got a first and second gear in this automatic car. I'm yep. just going to fucking drop into the first gear as I go up this like chicane. Have you ever done so I do that? that. Have you ever done that before? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. So I drop into the first gear and the car, you know, it just kind of lurches, but I'm okay. I've got some, I've got some, I've got some, uh, I'm still traveling and I haven't had the, the brakes. And I've got some control, get through the chicanes, hit the freeway. And then I'm just fucking like, mate, let's open her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let her rip. Let's just fucking let her rip, open her up, give her some stick. So I fucking hit the accelerator and it was glorious. <laughs> like it was so great. Like I just, I, the car just brakes where we're going. We don't need brakes. Yeah, we don't need brakes. So I'm flying along that stretch of freeway and then I'm getting to the Ballina exit, which as you know, you come off that one. It's that, that, that little roundabout mm -hmm. before you get to that other, whatever that road is. And so again, it's a 60 kilometer exit. I'm going from 110. And it's a busy night. A lot of people heading south on the freeway. But I'm flying, mate. I'm like, no one can stop me. Yeah. No one can stop me. Especially not myself. <laughs> yeah. Except the motherfucking cop car that oh, pulled no. in front of me. No. Because I didn't see to exit the freeway. So no. I'm like, God damn it. So the cop car pulls in front, uh -huh. like I'd say, like 30 meters ahead of the exit. Because yep. my plan was like, I'm just not going to stop, mate. Yeah. I'm just not going to stop. Nothing can stop so me now. Nothing can stop me. <laughs> So again, I down gear it into, this, into yeah. second gear to take the exit so I don't have to hit the brakes. So that slows me from 110 to about 80. I'm still traveling too fast. 
Then I dropped down again to first. The car really doesn't like that. Uh, (laughs) You know, but I'm now sort of holding steady about a 15 meter distance between me and the rear bumper of the cop car. Do you see the way my camera took the focus away from my face there? Also, just the tension in a police car. (laughs) I know. There's a lot at stake. (laughs) There is a lot at stake. And so uh, the police car, I'm like, well, I said, I've, I guess I've got a feather, in, a feather in me because when we get to the roundabout, they're going to wait yeah. and I'm going to have to wait behind them and then it should be fine. I can accelerate the rest of the way. I don't know if the police car had issues with their brake calipers, but these guys did not stop. They literally drove through the roundabout. I think they even mounted the middle of the roundabout without stopping, not with the lights on or anything, just because <laughs> I guess because, because they're cops, man, and they can do whatever they, they want. want. Yeah. Except protect people. Except, yeah, yeah. So that gives me the green light. Now, in football parlance, I've got someone giving me the perfect shepherd, running a block, running a screen, whatever you like. Yeah, you're in the slipstream. So now, you're like, I'm in a slipstream. You're like one of those Tour de France riders. Like, there's somebody up the pack, up the front, doing all the hard work, just clearing it out for you. It was, it was brilliant. So, and the cops also were speeding. So it was great because I could get up to 80 and they're still like, you know, they're still ahead of me because they were probably doing 85, 90 or something like that. Then I get to, so I'm two blocks away from the destination and I'm like, brilliant, almost done it. Two roundabouts to navigate. This has got some Cops. real Ferris Bueller's day off, <laughs> like final yeah. scene vibes about it, this chase. Uh, so so the cops, they, uh, they continue on. They don't take the same corner I do. I make that corner without having to break just because I just timed it perfectly. It was like, I was in the zone by this stage. I was just in the zone. Then I've got one last roundabout to take a right-hander on, and then I'm there. A fucking car comes out of nowhere, stops. I've got no choice. Hit the brakes. Like the fucking car just uh, will, like is shuddering, like it's having like a, a fit. I finally get into the roundabout. I'm like, duh, 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 duh. and then there's only like a street, a street to go. And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, come on, come on, car. You can get there. You can get there. No, had to fucking put it in neutral and then just like push the rest of the way just to get it to the edge of the, of the street. And then I waited, got the car into the spot, but I did it. Drove without brakes for 10, 11 kilometers. Have you told your family this story? Uh, yeah, I told Jim. Yeah. She fine with this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was a calculated risk. Was it? Was yeah. it? I mean, I'm not saying it was a good it's calculation. It's a story because you're here to tell it, but yeah, it does seem very risky. Like what if, I guess you, so. what if the cops had like noticed that you were driving erratically and pulled you over? Well, I wasn't I, driving erratically. No, I wasn't no, driving erratically. Like they they noticed something and right, you couldn't slow down enough or whatever, and they pulled you over. Yeah, yeah. And and technically, well, you go on a little chase first because you couldn't <laughs> stop because of the brakes. But I think that it wasn't that I couldn't stop. It's just that I didn't want to stop. That's like true. if an incident happened, I could stop. Yeah, it wasn't like I was driving without brakes. It was still brakes. But and it made me think that mean that your car then had to have a twenty minute break. <laughs> I've been driving like a moron for all these years without with, with using my brakes, like an idiot, exactly. like a chump. When I, I could have been driving it. all this time, yeah. saving my a fortune on brake pads. Fred Flintstone just used his feet. 
I mean, come on. <laughs> and that was another compilation episode. Best of TOEFOP 2022. We'll have a few more to go before we start recording new episodes for the new year. Uh, just a reminder that we've also got a brand new episodes of Two Guys, One Cup, My Club going up on Listener each week. It's uh, where I sit down with a famous uh, footy supporter and chat to them about their specific club. Um, we've had Adam Zwar on, uh, Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna, Ran Hussein has been on. Uh, Alex Williams, I believe, will be on by the time you hear this, or at least is coming up very soon. Um, you might know him as the guy who played not only Julian Assange, not only Kurt Pengelly, but he's about to play Shane Warne in the Shane Warne 30 movie. Um, and he's a mad GWS fan. So definitely check that out only on the listener app. Uh, but for now, I'm Charlie Clawson. Yeah.